Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. sincere in their request. And, and I think we've probably all encountered people like that. No matter what you do, no matter what you say, they've already made up their minds. They've rejected Jesus. They're just being antagonistic. But see, here's the thing. You and I don't have perfect discernment like Jesus. Consequently, you and I need to be careful. I mean, I, I won't speak for you, but I have on occasion misjudged people. We've all run into people who prefer arguing over conversations. But Pastor Robert reminds us today that we aren't always the best judges of the heart. There are times when that difficult person is earnest with their questions. And as followers of Christ, we should never write them off just because they're challenging. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address podcast subscription information and our contact information now here's pastor robert in the book of matthew chapter 16 with today's edition of main thing radio in matthew chapter 16 we have a situation where Jesus is addressing the subject, really, I think, of focus, perspective, but he's dealing with something of far greater significance than just some random drawing. In, in, in Matthew chapter 16, verse 1, we're told, Then the Pharisees and Sadducees came, and testing him, asked that he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered and said to them, When it is evening, you say, It'll be fair weather for the sky is red. And in the morning, it'll be foul weather today, for the sky is red and threatening. Hypocrites, you know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. And he left them and departed. This is the second time we have this kind of encounter, the second time that, that the Pharisees came to Jesus, and in this case, at least, Pharisees and Sadducees, two groups, by the way, who didn't get along normally, this is the second time we have a situation where these, these so-called leaders come to Jesus saying, show us a sign. You, you want us to believe you? Show us a sign. In other words, show us something, show us a sign that's just for us. Do something special. Prove yourself to us. And the thing that's striking about this is Jesus, in both cases, he, he gave them the same answer. In both cases, he called them out. And he basically said, no, I'm not going to show you a sign. You can't see the signs that are all around you. It'd be a waste of time to show you a sign. Why? Because they're hypocrites. 
Why does he call them hypocrites? Well, because they don't care who he is. They don't care what he does. They've already rejected him. No matter what he does, they're not going to change their minds. They're not, they're not going to follow him. And so they're hypocritical. Now, in this situation, the thing that struck me, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but it just seems like to me that he rejected them at this moment. And the reason I say that is that last statement, and he left them and departed. Now, maybe this is just me, but the picture I get in my mind is now on this second occasion, they're like, prove yourself to us. And he says, not going to happen. And he walks away. He leaves. He goes to a completely different neighborhood. It's like he goes, it's like leaving the beach, going to Hialeah. I'm out of here. Right? He's gone. Jesus knew that they weren't sincere in their request. And, and I think we've probably all encountered people like that. No matter what you do, no matter what you say, they've already made up their minds. They've rejected Jesus. They're just being antagonistic. But see, here's the thing. You and I don't have perfect discernment like Jesus. Consequently, you and I need to be careful. I mean, I, I won't speak for you, but I have on occasion misjudged people. I have on occasion been convicted by God that I actually kind of wrote that guy off. I mean, he, he was antagonistic, and so I just, okay, and I wrote him off too quickly because later on I realized he's actually listening. He's open. This, this guy wasn't insincere in his question, insincere in his request. What I thought I saw, I wasn't really seeing. I, I had a conversation with somebody just recently that after the God Squad left, it was like 1 o'clock in the morning, you know, I'm sitting there in my little golf cart over, you know, on the grass ocean drive, and one of the officers came over and sat down with me and because the seat of that golf cart was a lot softer than the hood of the car he'd been leaning up against, which is one of the reasons that I pull over there and park because usually I'll end up with two or three sitting with me after a while just to get a little bit of a rest for their back and their feet, you know. But he, he, he says to me, I'm not a real religious person. Matter of fact, I just believe organized religion is evil. It's responsible for so much harm in our world today. And, but I believe in a creator. And he didn't say that part at first. You know, when he first said that, you know, I just think religion's evil. I'm like, oh, here we go. I mean, this is what I live for, you know, to have these kind of crazy conversations where I'm being ridiculed by some self-righteous atheist, you know. But then he said that. Then he, then he said, but I believe in a creator. And a few minutes later, he alluded to the fact that he believes the creator sent Jesus to be crucified. And he, The whole gospel thing, he didn't really, clearly didn't totally understand, but he, he had some beliefs. He, and he, in other words, he was trying to put together really what he did believe about God. He has a belief system that he's following with regard to morality and ethics and, and, and those kind of things, but the whole God thing, life and death and afterlife and eternity, and though he's still working on that stuff. So there's openness. You understand what I'm saying? I would have written him off. I would have been quick to write him off. 
as just being an antagonistic jerk at first. But we sat together for about three hours, just talking, just talking. When we finished, you know, we kind of jabbed at each other, you know, teased a little, but in a good-natured way. The next night, he came back and sat down with me again. Our conversation didn't go as deep, but do you understand what I'm driving at? We have to be careful because we can't see the heart. Jesus can see the heart. And in this situation, what he saw told him, you don't really want to know. And so he walked out on him. But there's an underlying theme to this passage that it would be easy to miss, and it has to do, as I said before, it has to do with this subject of our focus and perspective. Jesus was pointing out to these men that the signs were already all around them. The signs were already all around. You want a, you want a sign, you're not going to get one because the signs are already all around you And either you're ignoring them or you're so spiritually blind that you're incapable of seeing them. But I I was thinking about this. You know, what, what he said to them, he said, you know how to discern the face of the sky, but you can't discern the signs of the times. And I wonder if that same charge could be leveled at us today. These men were experts in the Scriptures. I think it's crucial that we not miss that. These men were experts in the Jewish Scriptures. But they were spiritually blind. There were signs staring them right in the face. Jesus was doing the very things that the prophets had foretold that the Messiah would do. He was healing lepers. It's just utterly impossible. People who couldn't walk, people who were lame, were walking. The blind were being given their sight. He was even raising people from the dead. And do you understand, this stuff wasn't wasn't happening off in the corner. They witnessed some of these miracles. What they wanted was a personal miracle. We're so glad you tuned in today for Pastor Robert's message in the book of Matthew. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, We know the enemy won't be happy. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners too, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their heart? We have one more way you can support us in what we're doing here at Main Thing Radio, and David's here with the details. We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, a place we call home but it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. Please 
prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks, David, and thank you for joining us today to study Matthew. Join us next time for more right here on Main Thing Radio.